Join us for a three-part series where we discover the value of you. We're going to talk about how to identify your strengths, how to use them in the workplace, and then finally, how to build awareness about them so that you are maximizing your value. So stay tuned. Welcome to Power Up, the podcast that uncovers the unique challenges women leaders face today. Join your hosts, Nat and Kristen, as we dive into the tough topics and provide actionable insights you can apply right now. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Hello, thanks for listening to our three-part series on the value of you. Nat and I have been chatting about how to find your strengths, how to apply them, and in our final episode of the mini-series, we're gonna chat about how to build your worth in the workplace and in the market by building awareness around them. Your personal brand, yes. AKA your personal brand, which is great because a power suitor literally messaged me yesterday saying, could you please do something on personal branding? This is for you, power suitor. Yay, that's great. <laughs> so just a quick reminder of how to find your strengths. We'll link to it in the show notes, but it's the high five test, high number five test.com. Pretty easy to find. Did you find when you went and did this, I was like, these answers are so obvious. And I feel like a lot of mine were very far towards the right side is it five or something yeah uh and i just thought this is the only answer and then it was so shocking to me that we had such different strengths yeah i was less committal than you so i often because oh. <laughs> i'm like extreme one end maybe, or the other it matters maybe or it doesn't. I, was, I had a fear of committing to the trait of what they were asking me about but i also there would be things like you do better like going to a party or whatever and I'm like I just want to sit at home and watch Netflix yet yes. I feed but I know I'm an extrovert because I genuinely do get energy you think you're not Flitter. whatever Flitter. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, but I get energy from people but when they're asking me if I'd rather be at a party then I'm not going to commit I'm not going to go yes because I'd actually rather be watching Netflix that's true that's true but I do think it's because your version of a party is meeting every single person in the room <laughs> and selling and my version of a party is drinking in the corner with the three people I like the most <laughs> <laughs> well you like deeper conversations I guess I'm a surface girl so personal brand should we start with why why to build personal brand yeah because I, I was just thinking I've just come out of a coaching session with the power suitor and it was really interesting I've literally just talked to Kristen about this before we hit record that she has a, an incredibly strong personal brand mm. but she's not involved in it she is being people are trying to hire her left right and center they clearly understand the value and strength she brings but she doesn't and I just thought that was such an interesting thing to consider when you are thinking about why to build one and I think you've mentioned it before if you don't control your own narrative other people do yeah. which in her case has turned out really really well but the other thing that she articulated to me was this real fear of being showy offy. Yeah. And and I think that's something, and I've, I've written a note about it because I was thinking one of the funny things about starting with your strengths is that I imagine some people are very incredibly strong on influencing or selling. I don't know what the official label of that strength is. Mm. And those people are naturally really good at selling themselves. And a lot of us look at that and go, oh, that's not me. Therefore, mm. I shouldn't sell myself. I think there is something in New Zealand anyway, where we do tear people down, like this whole tall poppy syndrome and it's bragging and whatever, because when you go to the States, people are genuinely good at it. 
and they love themselves and are quite authentic. I'm not, I know I'm generalizing, but culturally, I think we are Canadians possibly as well. Kiwis we're possibly, I don't know, maybe is that viewed as... I think it's drummed out of us. Yeah. I was just thinking last Be night humble. we were at our friend's house, our advisor's house, and met her beautiful four-year-old daughter mm. who watched a video of Kristen's daughter, who is an incredible gymnast, and was so like, wow, this is so great, and thrilled, and then immediately turned to us and went, look, I can do it, and threw herself down into a Ford's role. And I just thought, you don't see that with adult women. You don't yeah. see them going, wow, look at that incredible gymnast who's doing flips and cartwheels around us and go, but I've got this, I can do my Ford's role. <laughs> but also she came straight up to her and said, Hi, I'm Austin. And I was like, ooh, you've been raised by an American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that that culturally, you were backing yourself, girl. You go. Yeah, I just really <laughs> loved how she backed herself. And she, I mean, she was four. She didn't come across as a show off at all. But there was just something so delightful about a girl backing herself yeah. and just taking delight in her own abilities. And yeah. I think we we get it drummed out of us somewhere along the way. Well, I look forward to an upco- upcoming coaching session of mine. I watched her introduce herself the other day. Now I know because I've, I'm connected with her on LinkedIn, she has a really impressive position for an incredibly press, impressive company, a global unicorn, right? And she happens to be, runs the country in a, in a particular um, part of that company. And uh, I watched as she introduced herself and she didn't say her title. She didn't kind of sell the profile of her role. And that was her opportunity in the room. And I know that it's not always like you wanna identify with your job, but she just said, oh, I just work at this place Mm -hmm. and then handed on to the next person. And I said to her after that was really interesting how you didn't kind of I don't know. It's not even you weren't. It's almost like you weren't proud of all the work that you have done to get there in a hugely influential role. Like you deserve to share and have people go, wow. I I love that because I think that was the other thing that came across or that was a light bulb moment for a power suitor. We had a power session on Friday, so it's fresh in our memories. Mm. Who realized, and I don't think this is necessarily what she was trying to say, but this is what I heard, was how, how much your body language has an impact on how people perceive you and I think that's another example of how we introduce ourselves is actually less about us and more about giving a gift to the people around you yeah because we've both been in situations where we've hired people and they've consistently used the word we and you are literally sitting there frustrated going I don't know what you do like I cannot pick out from what you're saying what value you bring to the table and I'm curious to know about it and I want to know and you're now blocking my ability to find that out and I think sometimes we can confuse what is humbleness and sort of not self-aggrandizing with actually it's really frustrating for people who and in this case obviously at the power session it wasn't so much but I have been where you actually need to know the value of someone and Mm. it's not it's not a bad thing to share it it's actually a good thing for other people to know they want to know I think I'll share in the link of the resources we did a podcast on the personal brand so and the how is kind of what we we, obviously what we've we've slipped into here and I think the how there are so many opportunities for us to introduce ourselves and share our strengths Mm. and that a meeting for example is a great place to do it you're giving context as to who you are and context as to why you're there specifically i'm here because contributing in this way or blah 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 even if you feel like it's redundant and people know i think it's it just 
anchors you to that place and I think is really impressive practice to get into. So meetings are a great place to do it. Should we chat, chat and we don't have to yet, we can do this in a bit if I'm skipping, but um, our elevator pitch and how we kind of anchor ourselves at the top of it. With yeah, I really like that. I think mm. that's a great, cause that's a action we can all take all the time. And one of the things that often, because we've put out some content on that, which we should link to as mm. well, about how to create yours. And one of the confusing points for people is they're like, oh, but I have all these different situations and it has to be different. Absolutely, it needs to be different. Yeah. What we recommend is getting clear on those key points, those key elements of your elevator pitch, and then adapting it to different situations so it feels normal. But meetings, such an easy starting point when you're thinking about personal brand. Yeah, and, and yes, okay, it can be name and title and even just something you love about your role. You can use your strength in there. And so it could be, hi, I'm so-and-so from Google. I love problem solving and I'm currently working on a coding, you know, cracking a code to XYZ. And right away you've gone, oh, this person is a coder. They work for Google, evidence, evidence, and they love, pro their strength is problem solving. It just wraps someone up in a bow where you're like, oh, I can place you in the universe in my head, which is really helpful because it's what humans do anyway. The universe inside <laughs> Kristen's head. I really liked this example. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Armchair Expert, and they interviewed the CEO of Ford. And this to me felt like a great example of an elevator pitch in a non-formal setting. Mm. So the CEO arrived at Ford and was asking what makes Ford different? And someone said, well, just go ask. So he was wandering around, bumped into an engineer who was building a childlike dummy thing. Mm. And the CEO said to this guy, we don't need to test on children. What are you doing? There's no regulations around it. And this guy said, no, there aren't, but that's not why I do my job. My child, was killed in a car crash many years ago and part of that was because they didn't have testing in place so i have now devoted my life to i was a doctor and i gave up being a doctor to come here to make safer cars and i just felt the way he told that story which is an incredible part of an elevator pitch and articulated his why i listened to that story and i thought if i was in any car company i would hire that guy on the spot to do almost anything because you just know his why was so strong mm. that he he didn't even need to really convey anything else and the doctor part you're like huh so you're very clever as well mm. but he didn't have to say i do this and this and this he just said this is my why and this is what i gave up to be here and in a slightly more formal i suppose introduction i don't want to say a formal setting but we've talked a little bit about how we might start with our elevator pitch so you're at a networking session or you're just being introduced to someone brand new i've got um kind of hi i'm Kristen. i am a founder and a leader in the startup space solving problems at scale is an incredible place to be i love growing things from scratch and i'm kind of addicted to momentum so even in those i don't know three sentences that i said uh, there's a few strengths that I've kind of called out. One is a leader, one is a founder, which is catalyst strength, like starting things mm. and, and building momentum. I've talked about momentum, um, which is probably growth and I'm really motivated to be part of things that are growing. And then the other thing I've talked about is um, I've kind of called out leader and I think three of my strengths are kind of motivating strengths, which are a leadership skill with, with people. And so in a way, I'm not calling out the specific strengths themselves, but I'm able to tie them back at kind of a higher level in language that people might understand. But underlying all that, I'm kind of conveying my strengths. 
I love it. And mm. I think it's funny because when I think about my elevator pitch, I've naturally gone to how I've started a lot of companies, had a lot of mistakes and a lot of successes. And that really points to I solve problems. I start things. Yes. I solve problems. I'm strategic. Those strengths of without having to lay them all Name out. them out, yeah. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I am actually, a catalyst. Yeah. I am a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really, really loved that because we talk a lot about storytelling and just following on from that Ford story, I was thinking not everyone has got such a powerful or feel, you know, like instantly powerful story, but I was thinking another way in an informal setting or even in a formal setting because often there's an icebreaker or something, I was thinking about how I would talk about my strengths in the context of a couple of stories because mm. I think it's quite nice to have them in your back pocket yeah. to convey things and I think um, one of the things that I was looking up in prep for this podcast was having this idea of planning which we don't tend to do when we think about introducing ourselves what conversation do I want to have when I go into the room and what do I want to get out of it and if you think about that when you're going into a meeting and you're going okay I want to either make sure I'm connecting with key stakeholders or I'm wanting to position myself to be able to take on this opportunity whatever it is going into a networking thing when we're going to the US this weekend we want to go and introduce ourselves and, and make initial connections with people that's what we want to get out of it mm. what stories do I have to reflect this and so in any one of those situations you should have in your back pocket a couple of stories that might reflect your uh, your desire to get to know people or how that's worked for you in the past when you're managing stakeholders or uh, what what experience you have in that whatever mm. um, and I think that's really cool and then the last part that, that this article I read said was how will others learn from them and I think that's that instant offer of value mm. which I really like as a way of authentically showing your or creating your brand personal brand is one tactic I've used a lot outside of the elevator pitch is to repeat back the problem someone said so everyone's talking in the room and blah 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 and I'll go oh what I'm hearing is you're trying to figure out a way to do this how I can help you is to come in and do this. Mm. And that was a way of without the formal elevator pitch of being able to say, these are my strengths. This is what I can offer without it being like, hey guys, I'm so good at this. It's to actually show that you've figured out what they need. Yeah, well, you're listening in a way and, and then figuring out how to add value. And what I heard you saying through there, and we hear a lot of people say, I just need to be more strategic or think more strategically this is your opportunity. Almost every interaction we have with someone allows us to share our personal brand and that is strategy. So every meeting that we're in, when you're not speaking up, that's not strategic. When you're connected with someone, uh, even when we've connected with someone and then go ahead and, and add them on LinkedIn, you know how you can add that little note. It might, you can even just share a tiny bit of like, of your elevator pitch there you know let me know if you're ever facing the situation or that offer to add value as well so that again is a that is a perfect opportunity if you don't feel as though you're using your strategic skills at work you can use them for your personal brand every day I love that mm. I love that and I think one of the things we talk about a lot because I think it's both of our strength is outward communication and I was really challenged on this during our power session with someone who said she didn't identify as a leader because she wasn't outspoken and she didn't really like talking and she didn't definitely didn't like public speaking and it was such a light bulb moment for her when we got to the bottom of it which is 
so what? That's not your strength. Yeah. Who cares? Who are you working with? Oh, a massive group of introverted people who want to get on with things. The fact someone like me leading that group, absolute nightmare. Like wouldn't work. Whereas mm. she is absolutely perfectly positioned because when she told me her story and gave me her elevator pitch, albeit she gave it to me in a negative way, I could instantly see this massive strength of hers that was you can sit alongside people who understand your way of operating and you can lead them in your way. Yeah, exactly. Which is probably very different to how we'd do it. Yeah. And she'll have strengths that that team needs, which is why she's uniquely suited to that role. And so she just has to buy into her strengths, not someone else's. And there's some really easy ways we can do it. And it will probably feel a little bit unnatural initially, I think, when you're meeting, hopefully with your manager or uh, a leader in your business, it's always great. What what have you been up to? What have you been working on? How has the week gone? How has that project gone? To not only give an update on that, but to point your specific contributions in the terms of strengths. An example might be, I have a strength of self-believer which affect, and storyteller, which is effectively communication. So I could really point out how I got great feedback from stakeholders of the project. They felt that they were taken along the journey. They appreciated the updates and they felt as though they were across what they needed to be across and their voices were heard throughout that project and that was really helpful to them and i could kind of say this is the feedback i received and it really underlines how i'm developing and using my communication skills in this business so i think it's you you have to just again have that planning session where you're thinking what piece of work just happened what project what did we just deliver and how can i specifically point out in an authentic way um, that my strengths contributed to that because that will not be lost on someone who is above you and when promotion time or raise time comes up and i just think the storytelling thing for me has really started to resonate because i think even i was thinking about a friend of mine who's a single mum and Every time she turns up anywhere, she has everything, not just that her kids need, but that anyone else might need. And I just look at that and go, that to me is such a showcase of organizational strengths, of operational strengths and planning strengths and empathy. And empathy. Mm. And she she could use those as examples in a work context. She doesn't have to just give work examples of, oh, and and there's a story there of, oh, we turned up at this thing and blah, blah, blah. And I think I was thinking about another one that I have heard about using childhood as an example. And again, if I was thinking about my strengths in context of problem solving and catalyst and I grew up in a military family, so I moved. I was in five different schools in four different years in three different in two different countries and three different cities. Like huge amounts in a very pivotal time. I had to learn how to solve problems. Yeah. I had to learn how to start again and again and again. And when I tell that story, it makes sense of like, oh, of course that's why you're like how you are and you've yeah. built these strengths. Like yeah. it's not complicated. It doesn't have to be intense work examples. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Should we just quickly talk about how it can benefit us? I don't know, maybe starting with negotiation or uh, in terms of getting a raise or a promotion? 
Yeah. I was thinking we could brainstorm, assuming people that are listening have some of these skills and we could pull out, you know, some, how that would be really beneficial to a business with us having led a couple. Should we do that? Okay, let's do it. So there's one that's called uh, Peacekeeper. I thought this was a really good one. And peacekeepers are masters of finding alignment, building bridges among people to get to the best, best outcome. Again, the strengths we spoke about this last week, they are uniquely yours mm. and they are your edge against the next person that can probably do the job as well. What makes you unique is your edge, which we think are your unique combinations of your strengths and how you're able to communicate those. So let's use Peacekeeper as an example. This is like a little one. We'll do a few of them. But what might you see as a business owner when hiring someone as a peacekeeper and how that how you would see that? Well, we have a great example again from the power session on Friday. There was someone who had two leaders who had conflict because they had complete disagreement on the way things work. So she was able to go, let's go back to our why. What is the vision of this business and actually facilitate? Well, I mean, I don't know if she's done it yet, but this is what her plan was. Facilitate between them. Let's all agree on what we're trying to achieve and that will make how we achieve it a lot less high conflict and I just yeah. immediate value huge That's, value not only can she use that as evidence of her story enormous value as a leader who wants your teams to get along you don't want people to build dynasties and have silos and it's critical to delivery to culture to everything so that's a great example I'm gonna read out another okay mm-hmm focus expert focus experts enjoy getting one project across the finish line rather than changing course regularly. So they don't like being distracted and interrupted, but they are hugely able to focus on one thing at a time. (laughs) We know a bunch of these people, right? (laughs) Yes, we do. Hugely, hugely (laughs) valuable. Where you go, we're going to be running around, coming up with new things to catalyze. (laughs) And then when we've got them shaped and formed, we are passing them over to you with 100% knowledge that you will fight every fire you need to fight to get this thing done. And we will protect you to make sure you don't get thrown a million other things to work on because your value in getting that thing done takes complete mental load off us. Yeah. Some of the more obvious ones are, uh, it could be financial analysis, um, but it could also be developer and a coder and someone who's able to actually build this incredible technology that we use every day. Project managers. (laughs) I'm thinking about delivering the Allbirds IPO, which was the first global IPO accessible to retail investors in New Zealand. We were going through huge, huge transformation at the time. We were being acquired, all sorts of stuff. And we effectively palmed this project off onto two people who had never done anything like this before with absolute confidence that they would get that across the line and done and they absolutely nailed it and that's because they were what is that a focus focus expert focus expert i love that okay here's another one coach coaches enjoy discovering the potential in other people and supporting their personal growth I love it. I've got a million examples, but I'm throwing to you because you haven't done any. <laughs> yeah, well, I think of incredible people leaders, people that are in, are able to drive engagement in their teams and not only coach their people to the outcome that the businesses want and need, but also develop their people. That's when you think of a coach, you think of someone who is taking their time, investing their effort and developing them to be the best they can be so that they're focusing their strengths on the work for the good of not only themselves, but of the business. Absolutely. One of my best friends is a natural coach and she says, I love to bask in the reflected glory of my team. And that's how she sees her job. And why would you not want to say that number one in an interview? 
but to also just say, let me give you some examples of that yeah. as my superpower, as my strength. And I, and I feel like even just that one liner is like, you get it, you get what it means. Yeah. The same can be true. Again, you should be pointing these things out and, and providing evidence of that throughout the past year if you're looking again for a promotion or a raise. But another way to use this is, is really sanely and to put your in a similar manner is to put your hand up for strategic work. Did you so, say really samely? Oh, samely is that your samely. communication skill? <laughs> samely, same. I'm distracted by my dog. Yeah, Juno has noticed. Juno <sighs> is obsessed with, is it shadows and light? Yeah, shadows and, and light. if we move and there's a shadow, she's like, I'm <laughs> she's on guard. I'm on guard. There's a shadow really on the move. She's really distracting. But again, <laughs> if I were to want, if I knew of a project that was happening and I wanted on that project team because I knew it was going to be high visibility, I would probably go and figure out what that team, what was the ultimate, what's the project, what's the outcome they're looking for and who's on the team and then figure out how my strength can sit in there. And all of these strengths, I think about um, things like, well, strategist, that's an obvious one, problem solver, that's an obvious, obviously needed on a project team, even thing deliverer, that's a no brainer we should be calling them out in the context of the oh, thing that we want. I think our examples were brilliant, if Great. I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, but I think it really does show that these are actual tangible things. Yes. And we've been thinking a lot, funnily enough, in PowerSuit about what leaders in the future and today look like. Mm. And we've been starting to talk more about all of us have grown up in a world where there's this one dominant style and it's very dictatorial and all that sort of stuff. And actually going forward with... AI, automation, hybrid, remote work, we actually need a whole range of different leaders to lead in different situations. And one of the biggest strengths of a leader is to be able to go, I am so good at this stuff, I am not good at that stuff. So I am gonna surround myself with people who can do that stuff. Yeah. And as a team, because team is critical in work these days, yeah. that we will have between us the strengths to get this thing done. and good leaders and this is why we love the strength test should know the strengths of their team they should literally sit down and do this yeah. and it's a really easy team building exercise and then switching up how you work around that yeah. and and the only way you're going to get there is by showcasing your strengths to the world yeah. because if people don't know what they are they're not going to know how to find you and yeah. how to put you in the right job one thing I was thinking of, we spoke uh, uh, last week a little bit about it, but it's possible you have a strength that's yet to be developed and you might go, oh, that's interesting and develop. We're real fans of actually doubling down on your strengths, rounding out your weaknesses, but really investing in your strengths. What a great way to get professional development budget. So one of my strengths is storytelling, which means I would might describe that let's say in an interview as communicator, again, stakeholder influencer, I bring people along the journey, I'm really great chatting with media, blah, 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 whatever uh, is needed for the thing that I'm looking to secure. But same thing with professional development, I might've found that storytelling thing and gone, oh, but I'm really nervous up in front of a, a crowd. And so the first thing I'd have to do is, put myself out of my comfort zone and find a mini speaking gig. Maybe I've gotten comfortable speaking inside my organization at meetings or putting my hand up. Then it might be, well, what if I was invited to a meetup, like a startup meetup or a industry meetup or even sitting on a panel? I'm feeling really nervous about that. What a perfect opportunity to say, I would like investment in my strength. This is something I've noted that is innate in me and I would like to get some professional development budget to further develop that strength. 
what I mean how can you say no to that yeah I agree especially yeah. if you can point it to something that the team needs yeah and well. I yeah I recall doing that I had to give a, a very first talk I felt super scared doing this years and years ago and I went out and um, hired someone who just met with me coached me three different oh. times on speech I can't remember her name um she was American though and she was incredible in kind of the the whole storytelling format of a speech and how to engage um actually it was because I was flying overseas to give a keynote <laughs> and I was, Funny there. I was panicked because I was like yes I'll do it and then I thought oh my goodness I've only ever given a couple talks here in New Zealand let alone getting <laughs> getting on a thing so I really needed help for that and it actually was one of our friends Inez that helped me along with with some of that as well so I sought help and I sought development in it including investing in it and I think that's organizations should be on the hook for developing their people because ultimately it's going to benefit them one thing I really liked about that story is just because it's your strength doesn't mean you have to be yeah. great at it just yet yes because I think sometimes we can mistake your strengths for I meant to be the expert at this where it's actually like nah this is something that I feel like I'm naturally inclined towards yes i'm gonna invest in it and that's there is no expectation you're gonna be brilliant at it on day one exactly Love it. we nailed this we I nailed think. it that was fun i hope you enjoyed our mini series on strengths would you please reply and let us know how you are getting on with those what they are we'd love to champion them as well across our show our socials speaking of join us over there if you haven't signed up to our newsletter please do that on our website hit follow give us five stars and we look forward to chatting with you i think from the states that's the next time we'll be podcasting we'll from be the in US. texas yeah so we'll see you then bye bye